Hi everyone and welcome to Daily Revelations. This is a weekly Bible study where we go through one book of the Bible at a time. And right now we are in the book of James. This week specifically we are in James 4. And we use different precept methods every day to read through the same chapter and to ask the Holy Spirit just to reveal to us, what do you have to teach me today? God, just move my heart and, um, and just come near and show me what you have to speak to me personally. And um, sometimes those lessons, they are wonderful. We say praise the Lord and we're excited about them. And sometimes they make us weep, they make us mourn, and they, they push away our joy that is, comes from this world for a purpose. And that's what I'm going to talk about today is this better life that God says he has for us that um, we can struggle with because the world says this is what the ultimate life looks like. And unfortunately with social media, we see pictures of this is the better life. This is the life that we should all attain. This is the life that we should pursue. And this is what we're living for. But the truth is, it's not. If we live for those things, we miss out on a better life. And um, that's hard to swallow because, um, you know, at 50, <laughs> I've been fed that lie all my life and surrounded by it. And no matter what age you are, if you live in a culture, <laughs> basically if you live in the world, um, <laughs> that is the message we receive is that there is something better. You can pursue it. You can grab it. You can get it. But God says, no. I have one better to give to you, but it's not going to come in probably the package you're expecting it to come in. And um, so that's where verses 8 through 10 take us. And today the precept method that I just ask you to apply is to read through this chapter and ask God to just give you a verse or a couple verses like me, three verses this week, um, <clears throat> and then cross-reference those verses. And in fact, I ended up cross-referencing just the one in the middle and it was sandwiched between the other two. And when I cross-referenced that, um, that verse, it made more sense with what James wrote before and what he wrote after. What am I talking about? Well, this is um, what verses 8 through 10 say. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Okay, that's verse 8. Verse 9 says, Be miserable and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Great. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> that's what verse 9 says. And then verse 10 says, Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. Yeah, that's hard. But it seems odd that, um, that when you read that, that... Um, this is something that's good. Yet, I really want you to follow me on this. So let's follow this rabbit trail. So the rabbit trail first took me to um, Proverbs 15, 13, which says, a joyful heart makes a cheerful face. But as we know, cheerful faces come and go. But when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. And sometimes we need our spirit broken. And God has been teaching me that. Then the verse took me to Luke 6, 25, which says, Woe to you who are well-fed now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. You see, the contentment now 
is not allowing us something that's even better. And um, I followed that to Isaiah 57, and I'm going to reference Isaiah 57, 11 through 19, um, as we continue, because there's a lot. Um, I'm not going to pull out every single verse to talk about everything. But in verse 11 of Isaiah 57, it says, Of whom you were worried and fearful when you lied and did not remember me, nor give me thought. <clears throat> when we are well fed, when we are laughing, when we have seemingly no need for God, we lie to ourselves and we pull away from God. Yet, <clears throat> when God breaks our spirit, where do we go? We naturally, instinctively go to him. Um, Proverbs eighteen fourteen says this, The spirit of a man can endure his sickness. Yes, we can even endure sickness. We can endure some pretty tough things on our own. But as for a broken spirit, who can bear it? Personally, we can't bear when our spirit is broken, when God gets to the core of us and breaks us. There's only one place to go. And that's exactly why he does what he does. And why James is telling us to do these things, to mourn and weep and to turn to gloom and to embrace them. Because this is what Isaiah 57 um, at the end of verse 13 says, but he who takes refuge in me will inherit the land and will possess a holy mountain. God is pointing us not to what the circumstances can be like in this life and the joy and all of the things we can get out of them. There is something better that is coming. And that is what he wants us to to look to instead for he says I dwell on a high and holy place and also he dwells in that high and holy place with the contrite and the lowly in spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly he alone can do that for the brokenhearted and revive the heart of the contrite and he says I'm only gonna be putting this misery this mourning this gloom upon you for a very short while your life is not that long but your eternity is long. Which do you want to trade for? And then in verses 18 and 19, it's spread out. It says, I will heal him. I will restore comfort to him and those who mourn for him. And I will heal him. Again, God will heal those things. Then it takes, then my rabbit trail took me back to Matthew 5. And at the very beginning in um, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, those whose spirits have been broken, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I don't know about you, but um, when God breaks you and he asks you to trust him, it's not because he's punishing you. It's because he loves you enough to care about your eternal being and your eternal life and he's not going to leave you in contentment in this world and we can look around and say well look at that person they don't have any problems look at that person but maybe they've refused God's love and God knows no matter what he does they're just going to continue on that path but if he chooses you to break you don't be angry with him I wrote this God has shown his tremendous love for me by being my by breaking my spirit so I don't miss out on his better life for me. 
the land of inheritance and God's holy mountain, my real home. I will live in this eternity, for in this, for eternity, but in this life, only for a short time. And um, so whatever your circumstance, if God is breaking your spirit, as I know he's breaking mine, I've got, um, if you follow my cancer um, journey, um, you can see the link down below um, for my Caring Bridge site. Um, I have a big doctor appointment coming up tomorrow and some things that probably are not going to be so good. And um, yet I have to give that up and say, God, if this is your will, if this is where you're taking me, it is for my better. It's a better life. And I have to be okay with that. You will take away every tear. You will comfort the morning. You will heal in your time. So um, just be encouraged. God is there and he loves you in your circumstances, even if he's breaking your heart. So thanks for joining me today on Daily Revelation. Sorry, it was a little bit longer, but um, we'll continue with James 4 tomorrow and um, just see what God continually has to say to us through this text. So thanks for joining me and have an awesome day.